The Rainbow Skyline Podcast is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Do you want to see Nikola Jokic's latest display of passing wizardry up close and not on TV? With GameTime, you can click on any seat in the app and get a panoramic view of the court, kind of like how the Joker sees the court. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. a fresh edition of the Rainbow Skyline, a podcast about the Denver Nuggets from The Athletic. My name is Nick Kosmider, and I cover your Denver Nuggets for The Athletic. This is our weekly free podcast that you can find on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a bonus episode each week for Athletic subscribers where we break down a game. We visit with writers from across the country to, uh, you know, to just break down anything that's going on with, with the Nuggets and, and their opponent that night. Uh, so those are a lot of fun. You can only get those by being an Athletic subscriber. So go to theathletic.com slash rainbow skyline for 40% off an annual subscription that will get you all the podcasts and plus all of our written content from an all-star team of writers across all major sports. Well, let's get to it today. I'm really excited. At The Athletic this week, we have great content across the site looking back at the last decade in sports. So my responsibility with that was to take a look at the last decade for the Denver Nuggets, 2010 through the end of 2019, uh, and a lot happened. And I could only think of one person for this companion podcast to talk to for this piece as we break down what the all-decade team for the Nuggets looked like. And that's Jeff Morton, who has been a Nuggets fan for um, you know decades and has been covering the team for a really long time. Anytime I have any questions about the Denver Nuggets of yesterday, I always go to Jeff to get his, you know, his context, his insights about what the team was like during that time. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thrilled to be here, Nick. <laughs> well, Jeff, let, let, let's get right to it. So my task was to create an all-decade team for the Denver Nuggets. And, and Jeff here, the host of the CG podcast for, for the last uh, eight years, um, again, has been with this team throughout what has been a really interesting decade that has kind of stemmed up and down through various various eras. You had the post-Mellow group that uh, took the team to a 57-win franchise franchise record season in 2013 then you had the the lean brian shaw years and that melded into the the current iteration with the nicole Jokic and jamal murray led nuggets so jeff what i want to do is i'm going to go through our list here of players that we had each position um we'll, we'll say kind of who some of the candidates would be in that spot i'll tell you who i chose and you can tell me whether i'm whether i'm wrong or whether i'm right uh, sound good <laughs> so, let's, so let's start at point guard so this this decade obviously there there's a couple guys that you can look at right um yeah. where, where would you where would you start with that list obviously ty lawson the current guy jamal murray um who 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 else do you have in mind that maybe that we're forgetting well that's basically it unless we're t- talking about the first two years in, w- in which it would have been Chauncey Billups. But, I mean, really, truly, it's just basically been Ty Lawson, Emmanuel Moutier, which is 
I hesitate to include, but yes, and Moutier and then uh, Jamal Murray. So that's uh, the positions. That's the easiest one, I think, to kind of sum up because uh, the, the point guard position was um, – not as transient as say you, the power forward position was for the nuggets. So yeah, I, uh, I would say if we're going to do this for list purposes, it's either Ty Lawson or Jamal Murray. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's correct. Th- those are the two guys who I think had the most, the most time at that position over the last decade. Emmanuel Moutier was a guy that they thought uh, would certainly give himself a chance to be the guy at the spot. And uh, as we, as we all know now that that didn't pan out that way. You know, I went with Jamal Murray on this as good of as some good years as Ty Lawson did have. Uh, he was certainly a key member of that 57 win team, um, sort of bridged the gap between where they were at after those some of those guys left and after George Carl left into the, the Brian Shaw era. But his tenure in Denver just ended so so abruptly and, and with so much off the court baggage that he never, I thought got to fully fulfill his potential here. And obviously he, he washed out of the league shortly thereafter to me, Jamal Murray, while he still has a long way to go in terms of what the finished product of him is going to look like. I just don't see how there could be any other guy uh, that, that fits that bill as the best point guard. This team has had over the last decade, even though he didn't start here until 2016. I try not. I mean, it's hard to fall not to fall into recency bias when it comes to these things, and particularly with the way that Ty washed out. Um, Ty had some issues that are it's really hard to overlook, and it makes you wonder how good he would have been if he didn't have those issues surrounding him. And I think that that kind of played a factor in the way I looked at this. Honestly, Jamal. 2016 and it has been a steady pretty steady you could say pretty steady rise since 2016 uh both about four years in the decade so i would say yeah uh jamal murray uh, more consistent and uh obviously the trajectory as opposed to the way it was as tie is going up so if you're gonna ask me on this i would say jamal murray Okay, so so we're in agreement there. Jamal Murray is the Nuggets point guard of the decade. Let's move forward now into the shooting guard spot. Jeff, give me just your overview of of who you think is kind of in this conversation. Well, this is a different. It's one of those positions that has, if you want to include the one year wonder of uh, Andre Iguodala, who by far had the best year of any shooting guard in the Nuggets this decade. Uh, in 2012-13, but before that, um, you basically had J.R. Smith, and you know the, the candidates are pretty sparse after that. Gary Harris came in uh, the two, 2014, and has basically been there since then six years of this decade i don't see from my point of view i don't see how you can include anyone but gary harris into this conversation pushing aside recency bias he had a rough 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 rookie year but pretty much aside from injuries has been consistent and the guy since then so if i'm going to go with anyone it's going to be gary harris yeah, I agree. Gary Harris was sort of the obvious choice here. A couple of these positions, um, I, I would say a good chunk of these positions don't have a whole lot of uh, really tight competition. And just because some of these some of these guys that we're talking about now have had a, a four year run and, and obviously the current team is uh, if you take away maybe that 2012, 2013 area, this group is is the most consistently good part of it. So the guys on this team that have been there a while, I think are going to give themselves a leg up. I also went with Gary Harris 
has been a guy who has been consistent. Now, granted, last year had some injuries. Certainly wasn't the year he thought it would be. He's off to a somewhat of a slow start offensively this year, but has still given them that really great perimeter defense, which they just didn't have. My question for you, Jeff, because you were you were around the team closely when when Harris had his rookie season 2014-15. Does it surprise you where it stands now? During that year, did you think there was any way that, that we'd be talking about him as the end of the decade as the team's best shooting guard? No, particularly if Brian Shaw would have remained coach. Uh, he played a little differently, and he had less patience. And then, then people got to understand, when Brian Shaw came in here, particularly his first year uh, and into the second year, uh, they dra- they um, traded for Aaron Aflalo, uh, who was basically, uh, that was like he spent two years away from Denver, two, uh, basically around there, and then he came back. And one of the reasons they traded for him was they were still in win now mode. And that affected a, quite a bit of Gary Harris's development. Uh, Aflalo was here. And I think that if Brian Shaw was still here, the, the Nuggets mentality would have been different. Once Michael Malone came on, they probably, I, I would say definitely, accepted that they were a young team and needed to rebuild. And that really did come with Brian Shaw being fired in uh March of, of 2015 and then Michael Malone coming in and the mentality shifted and that allowed Gary Harris to become what he is today. Yeah. Michael Malone gave him sort of that confidence to say, listen, make mistakes, play through them. You're going to be an important part of us. So we'll move on from there. And obviously that's worked out well. Gary Harris is in fact the shooting guard of the decade for the Denver Nuggets. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit shelves, The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out, from the latest Yeezys to every retro Jordan to the hottest new streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, and Kith. With StockX, there's no hassle. StockX handles the exchange of every transaction, so you never have to worry about legit buyers or sellers. StockX has you covered. With StockX, it's all about transparency. Now you can shop smarter than ever using real-time market data for everything on the site. Rest easy knowing you'll never overpay shopping on StockX. I've used StockX for years. My most recent purchase, a pair of Jordan 4 Cool Grays for my six-month-old son. He's going to be looking fresh. All the kids in the daycare are going to be super jealous of him. I'm going to keep him fresh with StockX where you can buy and sell pre-owned sneakers, handbags, watches from brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, Rolex, and more. Want in all the hype? Check out StockX.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. Again, that's StockX.com slash B-B-A-L-L. Check it out today. Let's move forward to small forward. This is a position that has a few, a few more candidates to it. And uh, that's that's been a position where you've had several guys have some pretty good moments, some pretty good stretches. The the, the first group of guys that comes to mind for me, uh, just in terms of impact, what some, some longer than others, some shorter than others, but impact-wise, I think Andre Iguodala was a big part of that 2013 team. Danilo Gallinari uh, is certainly a guy who who has a really good, you know, really good argument in this conversation, just given his longevity and again an underrated impact, as I know you you believe, in terms of what he did in Denver. Uh, Wilson Chandler is another guy who played that position some. He also played some power forward, but I would say he was he was a small forward as well. And then obviously Will Barton is a guy who who has 
earned himself, I think, at least onto the periphery of that conversation, given some of that stretch. Uh, what's just your thought quickly, Jeff, about this group overall? Uh, it can't be anyone but Gallo. It, it basically has to be. Um, the longest tenured, the biggest. And, and, and here's what I'll say about Daniel Gallinari. Um, in the bleak years, like the lad, the he missed Shaw's first year, but the last Shaw year, which was the bleakest, and the first couple uh, years of Michael Malone, he carried the franchise. I would classify him in basically, for Nuggets historians, Antonio McDice. Antonio McDice was a supremely talented player whose career's trajectory changed completely once he got a knee injury. Um, and he lost almost two full years. Uh, Daniel Gallinari, if you look at him pre-knee injury and post-knee injury, he's two different players, two completely different players. He was fast, mobile, all over the place when he was um, pre-knee injury. Afterwards, he became more of a spot-up shooter. But you'll notice that with the Nuggets' offense and their ability to hit shots kind of took a dive after he left. A lot of the Nuggets' great offense in 16-17 had to do with basically Gallo. Uh, and and Jokic, even though there was some interesting dynamic between the two of them that I won't go into, there is a there is a you know a, a lot of that had to do with Gallo being able to space the floor. Gallo was the the key the key. I know I'm going off here, but he was the key to that 2013 team that won 57 games. Uh, once he went down, the Nuggets had no shot. They had zero shot. And uh, I think that is why I put him as the at the top of the heap in the small forward category in the 2010s. Not that there's a great selection, unless you're going to include Carmelo Anthony in 2010-2011. Yeah, luckily, Jeff, I did not. Dis- I knew this was the one player that, if I had a different opinion than you on, you, you might have just hung up and, and left the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right about Zanillo Gallinari, and he he is the great what if question what one of the great what if questions of this decade uh, when you talk about a guy who got hurt right before the playoffs started in 2013 the nuggets as we know were rolling they were 38 and 3 at home that year one of the best home records in nba history they were they were just rolling and he goes down with that ACL injury that cost him the end of that season, all of the next season. And you just really do wonder if they, if they had gotten by the Warriors that year. I don't think they would have won a championship or anything like that. But, you know, maybe that team stays together a little more. Maybe who, who knows what happens if, if they have a deep run with that with that group. Um, so that that's one of the, I think, great, great question marks. But I, I agree with you. I think his the way that he helped bring the Nuggets along as Murray and Jokic were, were coming along. He, he was such a professional in that knowing that was where it was going. Those young guys, you could throw Gary Harris in there as well. And even when he had to deal with Emmanuel Moutier playing point guard erratically, he was always that steadying force, always a true professional. And it just really kind of a joy to be around and, and still considers Denver home. And he, he was a great Nugget. He, he's one of those guys that I think will be hopefully greater appreciated over time in terms of what he did here. Cause I think at this point it's his impact's a little underrated. You know, I, I, I normally, when nuggets players leave, I tend to like move on and like, I keep an eye on them, but I don't like follow them. And I d- didn't do that with Gallo. However, I have run into him about three times in Denver since he's left, uh, just cause he still lives here. Um, and 
that's one of the more underrated parts of, of Gallo is that he decided that this was one of his favorite places in America and he's kept his home here. And, uh, that I think is pretty rare among people who are of Gallo status, particularly ones who, uh, are tend to be like, as like the glamorous stuff as much as Gallo does at times, um, to someone who can like pull up, you know, make your home in Denver, uh, was pretty special. Not that that, that didn't have anything to do with my opinion, make uh, decision-making because if, if Mello played a little more into this decade, I would have put Mello there 100%, but he didn't. So I'd, so Gallo was the one where it's at. Yeah, certainly. I, I think there, there's no doubt about that in terms of his, his deserving spot as the all decade small forward. So two more positions to go, Jeff. Let's move into power forward. To me, this is two guys. This is Kenneth Fareed and this is Paul Millsap. Um, those are the two guys that I think had the longest, have had the longest uh, sort of impact with this team. Uh, am, am I wrong there? Is, is there a third guy that should be strongly considered in this argument? J.J. Hickson. No. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking, I'm, I'm just going to start on a rant here, but this was the hardest position for me because Fareed was there, but he really wasn't like, he, his heyday pretty much ended in 2013. And the years that he spent afterwards from 13 to 17 was missed opportunity and uh, what could have been if he better used his talents. And maybe the Nuggets were suffering from the fact that they didn't have anyone else really outside of, you know, like I said, the aforementioned J.J. Hickson for a bit to put in that place. And I think that by that, you know, set of circumstances, I'm going to lean towards Paul Millsap because at the very least, he has been a little more consistent than Kenneth Fareed was at the end of his time in Denver. And I think that while he hasn't lived up to $90 million, he has definitely made a massive impact and positive impact on this team that I simply can't ignore. It's uh, a really good point. And I, I think Paul Millsap is a guy who if if the raw production hasn't necessarily met the the threshold of what some people believed that contract would provide certainly his leadership and his intangibles and, and his defense those things have i think met that threshold and he has been really good now i i went the other way on this i went with kenneth farid as the all decade power okay. forward and the reason it, it really this one just came down to duration if Paul Millsap hadn't missed the good chunk of his first season in Denver, I think this this award goes to him because if he doesn't miss that first chunk or you know half of half of the 2017-18 season, the Nuggets are in the playoffs that year. And so then then you have him in back-to-back years taking the Nuggets to the playoffs in his first two years on the team and they're obviously going to be in the playoffs this year as well. So that it really kind of came down to that much for me. I think what Kenneth Fareed did that's important is that when they were in these lean years and and there wasn't a lot of reason to get excited about the Nuggets, he was one guy that always seemed to manage to 
to ignite some excitement, to get people to care, to get people to get off their butts in the in the arena and and and, and just play with that sort of passion. It it wasn't always pretty. The uh, you know the stats bore that out that it, it, he wasn't necessarily always super efficient. Although again, he's a guy that played as well with Nikola Jokic as anybody else that's that's played alongside him. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right, it was missed opportunity, and it, you look at that position and say. Yes, he he was really good for a stretch. He could have been so much more, perhaps, especially once Millsap got here. If he had, I think, been willing to take a little bit more of a back seat, he could have m- maybe stuck around. But the reality is, uh, he he was ready for for a new start. But that was a close one. That that to me, that was the hardest position for me to decide on. I ultimately went with Fareed just for duration. Well, and it's interesting because Nene was in the first all the way up to 2012. And the, largely he was traded because of Kenneth Fareed. Uh, that's why Masai Ujiri um, decided to move on from what the, Nene's contract which at the time, which was fairly high for a Nuggets team that, quote, did not have stars. And he was traded for JaVale McGee, uh, which is, well, I'm sure we'll get on to the center subject in a second, but there is a, there's, there's Nene is another one where if he was still here, he would be a guy or if he made it longer into the decade, I, he would be a guy that I would struggle with because Nene was here in Denver for 10 years, which is uh, as long as Alex English and Dan Issel as for Nuggets players who were here for the longest time. And I think he is the one who was like, he was creeping up on me when I was thinking about this, but I couldn't do it. Because he was he was traded in 2012, and outside of that, you know, that was once that outside that consideration, it was just Fareed and uh, Paul Millsap for me. And Millsap just edges it out because he is tangibly a better player than uh, Kenneth Fareed, and I just that pushed it over the cliff for me. So, yeah, sounds good. I think you could go either way there. And there was a couple of players like you mentioned, Nene, at the beginning of the decade that if they had just been around perhaps a little bit longer, they would have been in some of these conversations. But uh, so that was our first that was our first disagreement, albeit close. So center, we'll move on to the, the fifth and final position. Obviously, it's JaVale McGee. We can just kind of end it now. And, and go <laughs> yes. Timo Fey Mozgov. Yes. Timo Fey Joffrey Laverne. Um, yes. You know, this is this is the stiff competition that faces. uh is there some other guy that we're forgetting? I, you know, maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, Yusuf Nurkic, <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's up there. This is uh, obviously Costa Kufus. Costa Kufus. I knew there was one more guy. I knew there was one more. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is obviously not even a conversation. Henceforth the jokes that we have, you have to make mm-hmm. to, to even make it. <laughs> we're talking yeah. about Nikola Jokic, uh, center of the center of the decade for the Denver Nuggets. No doubt about it. Don't even have to think about it. Um, you know, the first, first team, all NBA player for this franchise since David Thompson, uh, all-star last year is going to be, if he continues on this trajectory that he is on now, will be a hall of famer, uh, joining Dikembe Mutombo, Dan Issel, uh, and, and as other Nuggets bigs to reach that status, uh, just, just an obvious choice here, right, Jeff? Yeah. And it, it really is. Actually, I was thinking about this lineup that I carved out and it would be basically if Gallo had stayed plus Millsap. And I was just thinking about that just now. It's like this lineup is think about how potent that lineup would be thinking about that with Jokic in there doing what he does. And I think that one of those, 
it was hard to understand for people. And as we, and I will admit that it was hard for me to understand the impact that Jokic would have because uh, people forget Yusuf Nurkic made an enormous impact his rookie season. Huge. It was he was the talk of the NBA. Uh, he was doing stuff like placing the ball on top of uh, uh, DeMar- uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, and he was like getting a name for himself and then he hurts his knee, misses the last part of the season. Nikola Jokic comes in the next year and history changed. And it makes you wonder what it would look like because Yusuf Nurkic went to Portland and has played really well, continued to get injured, but has played really well. If Yusuf Nurkic stayed, never got injured in 2014 or 2015, excuse me, what what is the calculus like now? What, how, how, how much are things different? Would Nikola Jokic have got the chance if, uh, if Nurkic doesn't get injured at the end of 2014 and uh, he's out for the first uh, bit of 2015? I don't know. Uh, that is, that's, something that, that's something that I wish that uh, – I, mean, I don't wish that, but at the time machine would be really weird to go back and look at a history with Yusuf Nurkic and the decisions the Nuggets would make if he was still the player that he was in his rookie season. Yeah, certainly. I mentioned what if questions of the decade a while ago, that, that is another one that's right up there. Could, could those two, could they have eventually made those two play together? Would it just have been all Nurkic and maybe Nikola Jokic doesn't sprout like he did those first couple of years that he was really in the lineup. It really is an interesting parlor game to play as, as far as what could have been with those two guys. You mentioned how your lineup is just add Paul Millsap and then try to think of what what could have been the maybe the reason I subconsciously went with Kenneth Fareed is so that I could insert a video into my story because that lineup did exist for a short time the Jamal Murray Gary Harris Danilo Gallinari Kenneth Fareed Nikola Jokic lineup uh, dur- <laughs> during that 2016-17 season and it was actually pretty good they had uh, they had I, I can't remember I have it in my story uh, go to the athletic.com slash Denver check that out the net rating though was pretty good Obviously, though, they were just all in sort of different spots in their career. Jamal Murray was a rookie. Gary Harris was still coming up. Nicole Jokic starting to become sort of who who he was. And then but obviously, Kenneth Fareed uh, had more or less checked out by that time. So it, it was those guys all playing together, but certainly not at any of their zeniths in terms of their com- contributions in Denver. So. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's not a bad team, though, right, Jeff? I mean, you, you no. put that group on the floor either way, Millsap or Fareed, and then and then obviously everybody else is the same for both of us. Well, there's a lot of what ifs in my in, in my brain because this is a lot of stuff happened in this decade. The Mellow trade happened in 2011, and it altered the shape of this franchise forever. And Jamal Murray is the last remnants of the Carmelo Anthony trade. And uh, really, we have him to thank for that. And it really is a and then actually Gary Harris is kind of a product of that, too. Um, but the Nuggets ended up trading. No, no, that wasn't that. It wasn't that pick. It was another one. Uh, but strike that. <laughs> my, my brain went uh, AWOL there. Uh, but there was a couple other remnants of it. But largely, largely, Jamal Murray is the greatest impact of the Carmelo Anthony trade because he is here and he just signed a max deal. Um, and it is really how it's always fascinating to me how that Carmelo Anthony trade just reverberated 
throughout this team for years and years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Jeff. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But uh, I certainly agree with that, that the, the Carmel Anthony trade shaped this decade. Everything that happened after that was a result of that big moment. And in, I have a piece up at theathletic.com slash Denver right now that you can see uh, where where it talks a lot about that, how, how that trade really was the springboard for all these different things that have happened throughout the last decade and all the things that are going to happen for the Nuggets for the next couple of years, because Jamal Murray is he was a it was a pick swap it was almost a footnote in that deal and, and they have him now and he's a potential all-star player that if Denver is to win a championship he will certainly play a major role in that uh Jeff man this this was a lot of fun really appreciate uh really appreciate you uh joining us for this anytime Nick I really had fun today yeah absolutely well thank, thank you Jeff and uh shout out to our producer Rob Lopez as always for making us sound good with his audio magic again if you want to get the bonus episodes every week of the Rainbow Skyline podcast simply go to theathletic.com slash Rainbow Skyline we'll have another episode for you guys up sometime later this week uh but but enjoy your holidays have a good Thanksgiving with your families and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys again soon until next time thanks for stopping by